0: Good evening, gentlemen. It's good to be back in the studio with you both again. Uh, we had a little hiatus uh, last week, but I wanted to start tonight's show, and this is a bit of a throwback to, I know I know Cross is over, but Cross is always coming, mm-hmm. and we just got some fairly major cyclocross news this week that Marlux Bingol and Powell Sousen are going to merge into a supergroup group of cyclocross they're going to be like uh, asia or uh, i don't know like a, a uh, maybe a super tramp or something you mean or like audio slave or yeah, <laughs> sure yeah like audio slave that's something to do with i don't know who was in audio i think it was slave.
1: rage in
0: soundgarden oh but there's, oh, well also there's um there's another rage isn't there a rage against the machine supergroup? like every week sure like a new one yeah yeah So Prophets of Rage, Uh, I went to see them in New Orleans, very good. Anyway, so they're they're merging together, so we're going to see Spud is going to be in there, along with the Sweeks. In fact, both Spud and his brother, there's going to be both Van Turnouts, both Sweeks. Interestingly enough, I saw that still listed on there, is going to be a certain person who's been in a little bit of hot water lately, who was on one of those teams. That would be Denise Betsemer? Yeah, Denise Betsemer. So guess what, guys? It's merger time.
1: Well, good evening and welcome to episode 84 of the Yeah Ride podcast. This is
2: the Bodie Bodie. Hey there, Bodie. This is the T-Bone. And this is Sir Cheerio. Sir Cheerio, is, uh you said Denise Betzema is still listed as being on the team. Yeah. What about Kevin Powell? Is that's he going to come I back?
1: Thought that, I of...
0: thought that's what you were going to yeah, drop thought, on us. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, they, they really dropped the ball there because the new team is going to be called Powell's Bingo. Right, right. And there's no Powell's. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a bit of a tragedy, but also is this uh, a problem happening in cyclocross? Because now that like two big teams like that are having to merge together to scramble to deal with the onslaught that is MVDP.
2: Yeah, and and uh, and and the other onslaught coming from Yellow Lotto. That's going to be apparently ra- uh, while well, it's going to be racing for for for. Uh, I- Yambo yeah. visma for, for with uh, for cross with who is going to be there's somebody who's going to be racing with him i think
0: uh, one of his uh, i think one of his one road, road e- teammates roadie teammates yeah. is going to be on there and it's going to be kind of a development team so there's going to be some a bunch of young riders as well it's a multidisciplinary team whatever that means so we'll uh, that'll be interesting to see what see what happens there i don't know if uh, do you think they're going to get
1: into gravel as well Maybe a little track lacrosse, a little fixie fixy racing. Wow, it's already
0: all about the gravel with uh, Strada Bianca, isn't he? So, so uh, yeah. wow, at DK 2020. Is that where we're going with this, guys? I, I could see that, yeah. Wow, come come race gravel. Why not? Sounds good to me.
1: Yeah. I'm actually, speaking of gravel, we haven't heard a lot of any more news on EF uh, getting into Kansas. I think maybe we should hit on Kansas. Fuck it, let's hit on it right now. Mm. Um, Kansas is coming up, uh, yeah. less than three weeks away. A lot of our friends, my girlfriend, uh, are training for Kansas. Yeah, I'm um, getting things ready. Uh, you'll like this, Matt. Mm. Emily is running tubeless now.
0: That's uh,
1: is she actually already on tubeless? She is on tubeless. She went and grinded some gravel up in Bonita, Mississippi this weekend on her new tubeless setup. Mm. Did you help her uh, get set up on tubeless?
0: No, not at all. Oh. Dead, who who helped her with that?
1: Eric Heil at West Bank hooked nice. her up with the tube. She got she's running some Schwalbe something
2: gravel tires. And look, she she likes them. Okay. Quick correction: that's East Bank. Did you say West
0: Bank? <laughs> <laughs> Other side of the river. <laughs> sorry. sorry, sorry for that, Eric. Sorry, big Eric. big shout out to Eric. I just went over there on Saturday to pick up my wife a new pair of shoes for spinning for Mother's Day. Okay, and, uh, that's
1: close. That's getting, is that is that like on a progression towards gravel grinding? And in a few <laughs> years, uh, Brooke will also be at Kanza? Fun fact Kansa uh, Kansas? spinning
0: shoes are also very good for gravel grinding because they're generally uh, SPD mountain. Uh, cleats on them there you go speaking of eric and east bank guys what a bummer the
2: spillway for the first time in history is being opened for a second time in the same season it's only been open like 13 times since they invented the thing or built the thing in the 30s and and now it's the second year in a row and this is the first time ever it's been opened twice in one season they had just gotten the water down Mm. on the spillway mountain bike trails and apparently they escaped without too much damage the first time and now the thing is underwater again
0: yeah that's that is terrible and, and big shout out to those guys to the whole no mambo guys that, that go out there and and, and work on that yeah. trail
2: and speaking of that and i've got some, that rock up that hill i've got i've mm-hmm. got some good news for those guys the semi-tough cycling club has a check Coming your way very shortly, guys, uh, for the uh, proceeds, our contribution from the Mount Zion mountain bike race that we did to raise money for Namambo. Nice. Well,
1: great. And I also hear there's a pretty good trail on the North Shore now. Uh, I think that one's safe from any river flooding
2: over in Bogachita although it is also damn close to the to the Bogachitta river so <laughs> who knows if that one's going to be underwater when the bogachitta floods
0: but there's some there's some pretty uh, reasonable altitude there so yeah, I, no, I, I think, think that, that trail's gonna safe. be okay yeah
2: most of it most of it is uh, yeah. up on the bluff yeah it overlooks the river I think
0: I'd, I'd like to go try that trail because uh I know I've been up there and ridden the existing trail that was there which is a lot of fun on a cross bike I'd yeah, like to it's see great fun like to see what the mountain bike trail looks uh, This one is apparently is
2: like. a good bit more technical and a good yeah. bit more exciting according to uh our friend and teammate and Bodhi's boss, Bjorn Haug. Mm. All right.
1: Well we should go check that out. All right. Um so yeah, we never got to my I mean, pro talking about pros racing kanza. We had mm. a It's not a gravel event, so let's not call it that. Uh, Belgian waffle ride, though, um, out in San Diego two weekends ago, and mostly road, but they do do some single track dirt. Yeah. Um, It is as Ted King says on his road to Kansas. Um, A lot of lot of the the gravel grinders were out there. A lot of pros. Peter Stetna won the race.
0: Yeah. On a madone. Yeah. I'm guessing he was on it. He must have been on 28s, right? I hear that 28 is <clears throat> a number to run. Maybe. Well, do uh, you know what Ted King was running? He was on the podium. No, I don't. He was riding John Bon Jovi's. What size? Uh, there was they only come in 35s. One size, 35s. Yeah. I, wow. I, I think okay. he's. I think he's now sponsored by uh, formerly Compass, but now uh, Rene Hure cycles, named after the great uh, French frame builder of the 50s. Uh, is the is the name of the company now but because uh, I think they've bought the name. and uh, yeah, so he he was uh, doing another gravel race. he was running the Steelacomb thirty eights 38s uh, the other week. so yeah, he seems to be uh, fully signed up with uh, on the John Bon Jovi. He well, must uh, listen to the podcast. I, I'm sure that was the reason. he's a prolific podcaster
1: so let me ask you this Uh, matt if uh somebody was to design and then name a tire after you it could be could become the matt kite or the Sir Mm. uh tell me about this tire uh
0: what would my ideal tire for everything have
1: well no i'm just if you had a tire that was named after you Mm. the
0: Cheerio. let's call it the Cheerio. just
1: you know i'll put you on the spot here but you know Talk to me about the tread. What would it look like? Well,
0: Actually, first off, it would be tubeless, right? Of course. Yeah, it would be a tubeless. It would tire. be tubeless, and you know what? And and I'm just going to say this is like that. This is a this one's a neat. This is a layup, really, <laughs> for what for the tire that I've been screaming out for for the last couple of years. Okay. It would be a 28 mil tubeless that I can run on my road bike with a nice kind of uh, herringbone tread. Okay. Tan wall. Okay. That's all I want. Come on, guys. There's lots of other tires that are bigger size and everything. That that's what I want right now. Is what I want a good 28 mil, very supple, tubeless,
2: tan wall. Yeah, and and I'm 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 right with you on that one, Matt. And I'm going to say what I've said before when we've talked about this pan racer. Where are you at? You do a great job with the Gravel King yep. with the 33 plus. Yeah. Uh, but you don't do anything smaller than that in a tubeless without uh, without the knobby tread. You need to you need to get on that because that's that's basically the tire you're describing, Matt. Absolutely, it's essentially a a, a slick ish gravel king with tan sidewalls, tubeless. Mm, yeah,
1: well, maybe Donnelly can make a Sergio. Hey, I don't coming care coming to an East
0: Bank near you. <laughs> I don't care who makes it, but uh, yeah, sign me up. I I will test the hell out of that thing. I think we need to I think we need to crowdsource the name here cuz the Sir
2: Cheerio just isn't doing it for me. Guys, I want to know out there in the listening audience, what do you call the tire that's named after Matt Sir Cheerio
0: Kite? The tire that he's just described? I don't know. Really, <laughs> what do you call the tire that's named after Matt Kite? I mean, you could have the Matt front, kite? I'm, I'm going to put it out there. The front could be the searcherio and the rear, slightly different tread, more, a little bit more. The um, rear admiral. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. A little more party in the back. Yeah. The okay. rear admiral. Business up front. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I like it. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a set of the searcherios and putting on my road bike. All right. Yeah. I don't know. So there's a road bike coming. No, there's not a road bike coming. No. Um, but I was thinking about getting a new bike, and then I saw that there's quite a
0: bit of tariffs coming over from China. So I think it's pronounced jina I believe that is that is the correct pronunciation. <laughs> so I'm, maybe
1: I need to buy a bike soon,
2: <laughs> or you need to buy a bike that's made in America.
1: Uh, that's true. It'll cost probably cost more, but Do, uh, you know is what's... there a good American
0: manufacturer of aluminum bikes? Uh, there are there are a couple. Uh, Squid, oh. vinyl. They're what's that vinyl is vinyl not an american company i believe so i don't know where their well, frames wouldn't are. wouldn't i still pay a tear
1: i mean are they buying the aluminum at, from the states
0: is that- i don't know where the course of the actual bauxite and all that i mean like the origin of the yeah. actual but i know that um their bikes squids bikes their aluminum frames are made by um uh ventana in california or- i didn't I didn't know that. Okay. Yep. Vinyl's and
2: website uh, says made in the USA, but that, of course, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Who knows if the uh, the, the aluminum tub- is well, actually. Well, out. that's the whole
1: thing, right? It's the, it's some of the stuff that they have to buy from China to make your bike has a tariff on it. Therefore, yep. it's more expensive than the cost gets passed on to the consumers. I don't know. I didn't study economics, but I just is my basic understanding of that.
0: And Turner, Iona Turner, they—they're all their aluminum bikes are uh, still made in the USA, as far as I know. And they do a cyclocross bike, but all the rest are full suspension mountain bikes.
1: Well, guys, we've been talking a little bit about the West Coast, so I think we uh, need to show some California love. And let's talk about Tour of California. Cue the Tupac. Um, so I noticed, so, okay, we are in May, we have finished the classics, we have put them to bed, mm. we're, we're pretty much in Grand Tour season, Yeah, yeah. and That's the greatest it, of them all, Bodie, of course, is. Well, I was going to say, we are we are in the midst of two great Grand Tours, one being the Giro d'Italia, <laughs> and yeah. the other being the Tour of California. Yeah.
0: I do want to say that I noticed on... I, I've noticed that what the Tour of California lacks in length, it makes up for in width. Yeah. Yeah, the roads are really wide. Yeah. Did
1: you see that finishing <laughs> <laughs> finishing circuit in Sacramento? Um, I do want to say though, I feel like some people are starting to jump on my bandwagon and really getting behind Tour of California. The Slow Ride podcast has constantly talked trash mm. about Tour of California for years. Uh, but two episodes ago, they decided that they were maybe into it. So I, I think maybe I'm spreading the gospel and people are kind of understanding whether tour of California is great so I thought I'd let you guys know why it's so great okay first sure. all first number one reason why Turo California is amazing yes it's free to watch uh is it yes dot com oh, okay you can watch the race for free okay yeah. number number two yep yeah. it happens to sometimes be in places that I've actually been in I've, I've been on those streets. Mm. Uh, Pasadena LA um, and uh, it's on at a good time of the day when you kind of end of the work day and you can uh, come home and watch a little bike race and it's not crack at dawn or it's not in the middle of the night and uh, well, it's in
2: the middle of the night if you're in Europe
1: yeah
0: well that's why <laughs> right. it's great for us but we, so, we aren't yeah, yeah no. that, that is a, that is a very uh, good selling point I, I got home from work today and and put the uh, put the tour of California on yeah
1: so yeah let's talk about it so um stage one uh pretty much a
2: flat uh sprint stage. Yeah, they they've used that stage essentially that exact stage before um in fact I think it's been the final stage. Yeah, it kind of just
1: depends on which which direction they're going. Yeah. Um nothing exciting happened um until the end when somebody made a little bit of comeback, uh Peter Sagan mm-hmm. took the sprint. Yeah. But uh, I think kind of the, the maybe the bigger story was Travis McCabe almost uh beating him
2: yeah he well, got second yeah so i mean you know a lot of the big sprinters are at the giro uh there's certainly some quality sprinters in tour california yeah. but it but it's a it's a race where Sagan sort of um has a little is a little bit primed and 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 a good Good race for him to try to get his mojo back after a yep. disappointing classic season, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, stage one was was a long stage, longish stage, but it certainly wasn't as hard as uh, any of a, any of the spring classics. It was a relatively flat stage. I mean, about as flat as they get, really, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, you think
1: you think that um, you know, it's funny enough. Sacramento also has uh, levees, and they're on a river delta, and they have flooding issues as well. Mm. Uh, but anyway. I yeah. digress.
2: So you know, so it was a it was a it was a good opportunity for Sagan to 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 get his mojo back. He likes the tour of California. He's got a ton of support from the fans, um, and he kind of comes into it. Bodie, you were making the point, um, and I don't mean to segue into Velo games here, but you were making the point that there were two Bora Hansgrohe riders on ve- Velo games that were cost more than Peter Sagan this year. Very unusual. I will defer and say
0: that was Matt's point. Oh, okay. I did, Sorry. I did bring that up. Uh, Max Shackman uh, cost more than Sagan. I think uh, maybe, uh who's the other one? don't was... remember who
2: the other one was, but I believe he was, uh, I, I, I correct myself, he was the same uh, cost as Sagan, 18, 18 points for three. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, but the point of that is Sagan comes in, as a little bit of a, a little bit of a sleeper right mm. so it was a really a perfect opportunity for him to have a great day and here he is right back in the leader's jersey boom in the tour Kick, of california. kicked off
1: the tour of california in style um, but i want to talk about travis mccabe because he this year has actually i we haven't talked about this he's been racing for the floyd's cycling team hmm. uh, i didn't
0: i didn't realize that
1: yeah he i think that's a it's a conti team Right? Uh, he, he was on UHC uh, last year, and, mm-hmm. and when they folded, he didn't have a contract. So he, he dropped down to Florida. Well, they, they kind of m- rally
0: and UHC, which is the same company anyway, kind yeah. of merged into the one team, and I guess they had to let a bunch of people go.
1: They did. And so this is a USA composite team. Mm-hmm. So this is the UCI allows the host nation of a world tour event to field a composite team
2: little confusing in one sense because they all look like they're the u.s national champs <laughs> racing uh in the same race together a whole team of u.s national champs but in yeah, fact it's I mean, just it's, the it's stars well, and stripes jersey
1: if yeah. you know the national kit team yeah. kit then yeah sure so, but at, so, at so at but there was blush. a shot where you had johnny brown i think the current road champion next to travis mm. mccabe and yeah Obviously, uh he's, Johnny, of course, he's on the Axiom team. Yeah, right? Johnny Brown has his trade kit interworked with the American flag kit whereas yeah. Travis McKay was just all USA. Um but I mean I, I just I think it was it was a great it was a great sprint by Travis. I mean he's kind of been one of those guys. I mean just a year ago, and and Neil Rogers linked this on Twitter that he wrote an article about Travis McKay being the best sprinter not in the world tour. Um he's been a USA crit champion before and has he won the national championships i think he got a second to mark once but anyway one of those guys that just couldn't quite hasn't quite kind of gone to that next level and curious to see if if that second place and and how the rest of the 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 tour plays out for him if that he can maybe parlay that into a to a call up to the big stage Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah, maybe.
2: That's well, um, you know he had a pretty decent. If I'm not mistaken, I thought he had a decent tour of California last year. I, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm looking at some of his Palmares, and they're not really listed here. I, I don't think he was a stage winner last year, but I'm pretty sure he was on my uh, fantasy squad for tour of California I think last year. he's Been year. up there in the sprints before. Got me, got me a number of points last year. So he, he, he was a, it was a good pick. T- t- 2017 National Critérium
0: champion. Hmm. To answer your question, Bodie. Fun yeah. fun fact as well. Uh you know who's sitting in the team car for that uh, US composite team right now? Friend of the podcast?
2: Don't know the answer. Vince G. Oh, is that that's right, that's right.
0: Yeah. Well, Michael Creed is the director. Yeah.
1: So uh, Vince G is the mechanic. In the back seat? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so I just I didn't realize that if you win the tour of California, you win a Lexus. Do you? Yeah. Do, Do you, you know, know which they... model? No. I didn't know they still made Lexuses. I think they st- I think they make quite a lot of them. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> um, just yeah. Anyway, and uh, so so let's let's get to stage two, which yeah. was today. Um, mm. Quite they it was like a they're climbing up to to Lake Tahoe basically. Yes, it's a fifty mile climb essentially.
0: It's a very long kind of you know railroad grade climb. Most yeah, of the way. it's like a, a long big ass climb. three percenter. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, uh and but and then the finishing was a finishing kick kind of like a punch up last mile uh and uh so
0: yeah, I, I mean it all kicked off in that last kind of 20k didn't it because it was like suddenly gets into this sort of up and down around the suburbs around around Tahoe and and got into kind of a more technical circuit and uh, you know some tricky corners some some little kickers and stuff and there were a lot of attacks a lot it was a lot of action a lot of excitement
1: yeah i really tuned in for the last about 10k and at the end was shocked to see Casper or, or Jasper. I always thought his name was Jasper, but our friend Greenass, who got second place at Flanders wins the stage. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I guess it's, you know, I'm like kind of shocked kind of thought he was more of a ruler, uh, you know, sprinter ish guy, but, and I guess it's not a super climby stage, but he, he was up there with TJ van Garderen, uh, Johnny Muscon, uh another guy, I can't remember his name, but more of the climberish well, folks. Pog- Pogacar,
0: who Pogachar who right. made an incredible bridge across to that front group. Uh Shakman was there. Um yeah, but uh Yeah, so and he was actually in I think at least three different breakaways during that stage, Askren, and wow. uh, and still managed to win. Obviously it was was the strongest man on the day, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool to see, and this actually puts
1: old Teej mm. in the yellow jersey. He's back. Yeah, which... which Teej is back, guys. Sets him up perfectly to Teej. To teach at all? At some point. Teej on Mount Baldy? Over the course Tiege, of this race. Teej for the tour. Calling yeah. it now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? He's going to get second at <laughs> the stage, and he's going to be like, I, I need to win Grand Tours. I really hope that this is like, you know, uh, he's like, yeah, this is his spot. Teej, this is your spot. This is where you should be. I wish you success. I didn't put you on my team. I was talking a lot of smack about you in our little
0: Facebook group. Mm. And... Uh, Who did you... Well, maybe we should... Should we talk about the California uh, fantasy right now? Yeah, While we should there?
1: get into it. I mean, I don't have any other notes other than I wanted to...
0: Um, well, we still got to talk about the Giro. So yeah, let's yeah, talk so California so fantasy yeah, first. Yeah,
1: sure. But I wanted to make a note that I want... I know that sometimes we make uh, changes to our votes on Trash or Pranash on kits. Mm-hmm. I believe we, we did probably give a panache, the Decoynic Quick Steps kit. I'm going to go ahead and, and give it... I'm going to move it to a trash. Okay. Because I, I really don't like the solid blue that goes from just essentially all the way down the side mm. to the bib. I don't like when there's no break between the bib and the short, even if it's a skin suit or a road kit. And as as... Asgreen came across the finish line with his hands up and I'm just like, yeah, that just does not look good to me. It's like a too stocking.
0: Much, too much blue?
1: Yeah, it needs to be some sort of line that interrupts It kind of like helps shapes the body a bit.
0: You know what would make that kit look better? If it was maybe more of a French, uh, French racing blue and a black bib? with all white uh, logos, very, very clean uh, white logos on it. I think that would make that kit look better. I, if only there was another kit out there like that. I, I think agree. That would, I think that, that, that
1: would be, look pretty killer. That would look fresh. <laughs> Let's go to Tour of California Fantasy mm. and see how things stack up uh, after two stages. Townsend, okay. you look like you got it pulled up. And are the results up?
2: Uh, uh, yeah. I don't think the results oh. from today's race are are up yet.
1: So, so I looked at the results after uh, yesterday's stage, and uh, Townsend, you're the only one who who picks a gun.
2: Isn't that crazy? How far we've come. Yeah. How far he's fallen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that is crazy because almost it was basically it would usually just be me that hadn't picked again yeah. because i have a rule of no again
1: and now the pendulum pick Kevin, swung which. so much and you townsend it might choose it might uh be a really smart decision
2: yeah or it may come back to may come back to to really haunt me uh but i picked him because i felt like he was a value pick this year you know I, I really did. I mean, he—he he, here, here's a guy who uh, is normally, for Tour of California, is normally at the at the top of the charts in and terms th- of uh, cost.
0: And I think he's won what 17 stages now of 17 uh, stages of that now. race. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, you that, that that's the smart money, really, isn't it? And a, a bargain, as you oh, say.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the the only other person who has Sagan is Matt Urchel, who's leading, and he also has McCabe. The only other person who has McCabe. Oh. That was a so, big win. That was a, that was a big one. Um, yeah, yeah. My, my team is is kind of terrible.
0: Um, my mine's very bad. Um, <laughs> I did, I have although I had a better day today. That's um, for sure because um, I I have Moscon who we all love, and uh, and Shackman, and actually, and I had Halverson who was cheap and actually did pretty well yesterday in the sprint
1: yeah I picked Jacobson and phillipson i th- I thought that I thought mm. this was the new era of the new sprinters and this was gonna be it and uh no, so
0: I, I went with Jakobsen as well uh, and he
1: wasn't even he wasn't even in the final sprint
2: no. No. It was, and guys, a guy who we have not mentioned, and for good reason we have not mentioned him, but I'll mention him now in connection with guys who were not in the final sprint. Mm. How about Mark Cavendish?
0: Yeah, I've got him too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's going to happen. It's coming. He's coming back. It's going to happen. Wait. He's been it, cleared of Epstein-Barr virus yeah. now. He's, well, he's, been,
2: he's got nowhere to go but up.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I'll give you that. As my dad says, you know, if you come from Doncaster, you've got nowhere to go but up. That sounds like a joke that... A few people will get.
1: <laughs> um, you know what? Speaking of sprinters off the back, let's briefly talk about Marcel Kittle. Who... Well, way off the back now. And, I mean... To- sem- kind, kind of kind of pulling a... a what's his name? A Kenyak, maybe. I mean, I Yeah. He's... Hmm. he's not, Maybe not so much. He's a
2: bit more mysterious than a Kenyak.
1: So, he's... they he, Him and Katusha mutually dissolve their contract. Yep. He still thinks that he wants to come back to racing um so maybe who was someone was mentioning a good team for him um I can't remember now um oh someone was saying the McCabe should go to Katusha oh yeah interesting oh oh no no I'm sorry the cycling podcast that that was my hot take. Oh. Okay to Katusha. Yeah. Cycling Podcast did say that um Sam Bennett should go to Katusha.
0: Well the 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 story is Sam Bennett will be leaving Bora Hansgrove, but and we'll get to that in a moment yeah, we'll when we talk that. about the Jiro. So
1: yeah, so Kittle, I mean I don't know, guys, we don't really have an idea about what happened to Kittle. Um well he
0: he said he's he's not been able to um, you know perform at the level that he's used to performing at and he's not been, his training has not been, nothing's been going right. And I think he's got disillusioned. Right. And just, everything's been going wrong. And like you, I'm sure he's there on a big contract. He was, I'm sure he was there on a big contract for big money. And uh, maybe he doesn't want to let them down. You know, there's, there's gotta be a lot going on in your head when, when you just can't perform at all, you know, at the level you have. And it's such
1: a high, high pressure, uh, Position in cycling, right? The, the, yes. The, the, spr- the pure sprinter. Yeah. Um. You know, you can't. You know, you're not a Thomas De who can kind of maybe throw a, a hammer hammerful of attacks through mm. a Grand Tour and make two or three of them stick. And like, you know, that's kind of yeah. like your money there. It's it comes. Well, down. think
2: about it as a sprinter. You know, in a it, you know in a in a uh, five hour race. You know, basically what your race comes down to is you know the last. 25 30 seconds and mm-hmm. i'm sure there's a lot of planning that goes and making sure you're in the right spot etc yeah. etc et right uh but you know i mean you you talk about being center stage and having to perform it's not like a climber where you can start to blow up and then you know recover a little bit and still man you know you've got to be climbing up alpe d'ouez it takes whatever an hour you know right Uh, you're a sprinter, you, you know, one, literally one, you know, one missed pedal stroke and, and, and that's it. You know, it kind of takes me back. You guys remember last year, the, the, the final uh, stage of tour of California and, and Kittle had started off. I think he, I think he won a stage or two early on in tour of California Mm -hmm. last year, but the final stage last year, which was, I think the, the circuit, Around uh, Sacramento yep. to end, and you remember Katusha had like a five-man lead out. That's they were right, all together, right at the perfect end. Train. Kittle looked like he was in perfect position, and just, just, just donkey balls, man. I mean, just nothing. And yeah, um, we were talking then. We're sort of like, what happened? You yeah, know, like that was, and and I don't remember him having a, a good result after that.
0: No, I don't I don't think he did. I think he's had a, you know, a pretty horrific time there. I mean, whew, you got to feel bad for Katusha all around in some ways. I mean, they just re- they revamped their whole team and it, nothing's been going right for them really. I yeah. mean, very little ju- except for uh in the Spring Classics they had uh, you know, second at Paris-Roubaix, which was a, a you know, oh, what's his name? Niels. Yeah, Niels Pollitt. That was uh, that was a phenomenal result. And actually in Kittle's absence at the Tour de Yorkshire, uh, Rick Zabel won a stage. You know uh, who would have been Kittle's lead-out man. So, uh, and
2: and and I think Zabel is now their their designated sprinter for Tour of California. Zabel won a
1: stage at Tour of California in last year, actually. I think in Kittle's absence, hmm. or maybe two years ago. Hence,
0: why Zabel's on my
1: fantasy squad. He's
0: on mine too, and he hasn't done anything <laughs> yet either. Uh, yeah. Huh. So um I don't right. know about you guys my fantasy well my fantasy I don't know I got Musk on, and I've got Shackman so I got some points today I don't know what I got but uh I didn't get TJ I've got Uran and Higita who actually looked pretty good today um but uh, obviously it was all for TJ today and uh you know pretty uh pretty surprising and can TJ pull it off at uh it's going to be Mount Baldy is going to be the big the big one on Friday right for yeah the, for the gc
1: that's so. yeah i don't know but 30 seconds is quite a, uh, a. I think 30 seconds is what like bennett is back yeah so the guy who won it last year yeah kind of it's usually a race they said that uh usually only one time it's been won by over a minute mm. and actually that was uh, tj van garden who did that um but you know there was no bernal um back then so
2: well, definitely stoked for, for Tour California, and we'll be back next week, I guess, yeah. to talk about yeah. who done won it. So, uh, Matt, yeah. you mentioned Tour of Yorkshire. Well, you've got that on the agenda. I, don't, I, I know we don't want to break that down too much. That race no. happened a while back, but we did take a week off. You had some a couple notes about Tour of Yorkshire that you wanted to bring well, up.
0: Well, I kind of feel like Tour of Yorkshire is now officially closing out the classics and transitioning to the stage races. Because it is a stage race, but it has a very classic feel yeah, about it. I feel that. Yeah. And I thought cold there was some, wet. It was cold, wet, windy. Punchy climbs. Punchy, hard, hard racing. And the awesome thing was the women's race is now two days, the men's race is now four days. It would be great if they both had four days. I don't see why they can't do that. Um, but the women ride the same stage as the men. Correct? Same exact length stage, same exact prize money uh that's a step in the right direction yep and i think you know phenomenal racing The 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 uh saturday stage which is the one that uh marianne was the second day of the women's racing which was uh from bridlington up around over the north yorkshire moors to scarborough just absolutely you know brutal Racing up on top of that moor there. I've been up on top of that moor. And it is, you know, when the wind's blowing, wind blowing off the North Sea, it's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. It's going to be hard, hard racing. And there was a big breakaway move that went a long way back. Um, shattered the race in the women's race. But, uh, yeah, Mariana Voss came out triumphant. And that was great. That was just great classics racing. And the same for the men's race. Um, really great classic stuff. Uh, Ineos... You know, where it was obviously their big rollout of their new kit, which we'll talk about in a minute or two. Okay. But, uh, so it was a big thing. It was that they rolled out in their fresh new kit. Froome was there being a domestique again. He seems to be doing a lot of domestique work uh, this year so far. And uh, I thought... Who, who won that overall? It was Team Ineos with... uh Oh god! What's his name? The wagon wheel. Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, now I, uh, Lawless, Chris Lawless. Yeah, I so he on.
0: finished uh, second on the third and fourth stages. Oh, that's right. He's he's a sprinter,
1: and mm. that guy from the Dutch team, Alexander Camp. Uh, I yeah.
2: think they're
0: actually Danish. Danish. Yep. Yeah. Beat oh, him. yeah.
2: Did you guys see that stage, the way it finished? What was the name of the t- the town that it finished in out on the coast? Scarborough. Scarborough. Yeah. And did you see at one point that they sort of wind around oh my God. under that bridge, and then they're sort of going up that cobbled road along the sea, and there was this huge wave that came yeah. off, the, uh, yeah. uh, crashing and literally crashed over yeah.
0: the road. It's a road. beautiful Yorkshire vacation resort. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know highly recommend it uh i mean they were riding
2: through the surf yeah quite quite literally
0: the the wave broke across the road and they rode through the the breaking quite literally the point break yeah (laughs) and and then and then straight into like a miserable they're going from like you know a bit of a tailwind to a horrible crosswind to a headwind up a cobbled road
2: next to a lighthouse basically yeah
0: um yeah with like something from
2: a crazy
0: Tim Burton movie With a, or something. Around that head, which has a castle up on it, up on the hill. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that as a, as a classic uh, capper transitional
2: race. Sort of a mm. classic stage race. It yeah. is. I like it. Yeah. It's yeah. The, so it's a good, it's the, uh... I think that's a good
0: move from, I think it's right where it needs to be at uh, that time of year. It's still, the weather's gonna, you're going to get some crappy weather in Yorkshire at that time of year. And it transitions nicely into, into the Grand Tours. But I thought it was the the last stage, just to your point, Bodie, about, roads that you you know and places yeah. you know yeah the the last stage of course went through wharfdale which is where i'm from that road that road up from up the road that road up yorkshire and up wharfdale low uh, upper wharfdale is probably one of the nicest bike riding roads you could possibly go on fun fact uh, tommy vokler is the official spokesman of the tour de yorkshire yeah well he's also the official and of course he's won it he won it in scarborough um, yeah. Outsprinted sprinted uh, Nicolas Roche back mm-hmm. when he was at Scott Doesn't he speak French?
1: He also speaks English. He does. Well, I just thought it was interesting that a Frenchman was the official spokesman of
0: Tour de Yorkshire. Well, of course, um, it's an ASO race, and uh, Tommy is now the official Bernardino of the Tour de France. That is a good segue. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I, had a, I
2: had one final joke on that. Well, you know what they say about Tommy Volkler? He speaks many tongues. Oh, <laughs> 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 That was really good. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't quite segue us to
1: the giro unless someone can pull out uh, a tongue bolognese.
3: Questi giorni quando vieni il bel sole. When skies are blue.
1: The Giro, the second best Grand Tour going on, Tour of Italy, uh, Be- behind the Tour of California, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that they're both longer. Well, obviously California's a state, yeah. Italy is a country. Yeah. Um, long been, and
2: shaped. Yeah. One have, is California's a sock, Italy is a boot. Hey, what do you know? <laughs> Put the sock in the boot. Yeah. But they both make wine. That's they true. do. Yeah. Mediterranean type climates.
0: Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. Look at that. They both have mountains.
1: Yeah, okay. Any more?
0: Um, Francis Coppola. I don't know. Yeah, I think I you can make a connection with
1: that. Um, so who wants to kick off the Giro?
2: How do you want to kick off the Giro? Um,
1: <laughs> there was quite, it started off with a TT. It did. An yeah. eight-kilometer time trial. Yeah. I
2: like an eight-kilometer time trial, uh, the second half of which was almost entirely uphill. Yes. Uh, I like that as a prologue because... But it's not a prologue. Mm. I like that as a a, a first stage because uh, you get, instead of the guy who's... Well, you do get a TT specialist, I suppose, that's that's got an advantage in that. But the GC guys really came to the fore Absolutely. In this race, because of the fact that it was a climbing TT, and so you really sort of That's almost Im- you yeah. almost immediately sort of separate. You know, the cream sort of rises to the top, and instead of having this weird sort of shuffling where you've got a TT specialist, uh, you know, a Tony Martin or a, yeah. or a, F- a Fabian kind of hold on to the jersey, yeah. defend the jersey. Right,
0: you had to be able to climb. That you had to absolutely. be able
2: absolutely, and and indeed, the race was won, uh, or that 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 stage was uh, won. You know, by someone who who is a good time trialist, but who is also obviously uh, a great a GC, climber. Great climber, Primos Roglic on uh, fire right now. On fire, probably uh, odds-on favorite to to win the the Giro
0: if he can hold the form. Yeah. I mean, that was the first day, and he came out all guns blazing, didn't he? Nineteen seconds ahead of Simon right. Yates. Uh, in second place and then everybody else was 20 odd seconds back or more
2: yeah and, and to your point Matt I mean obviously it's very early we're two stages into the giro now we had uh, uh, we had uh, we're three we're three stages into the giro we yep. had two sprint stages mm-hmm. uh, since then but to your point uh, Primus Roglic has has been on fire this year but he's won a couple one week grand tours the yep. question is does he stage races St- stage races? Uh, does he have the ability to avoid uh, pulling a pulling a Yates from from last year? Well, uh, that's
0: you know. that's the question, isn't it? And uh, Yates was very bullish about his own uh, prospects. He thinks he's the favorite. He thinks he's. I mean, he's the the interesting how confident he sounds about about the whole thing. Well,
1: would you say that out of the la- the three Grand Tours last year, he held the leader's jersey the most out of any other racer? Probably did. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess he did. He won the Volta, and he was in the pink in the Giro for quite a bit until yeah, until stage nineteen, until yeah. he
0: got Froome dogged. It, yeah, he did.
1: Well, um, he actually didn't get Froome dogged. He, but yeah,
0: I mean, let's not forget. Yeah, he is the last person to win a Grand Tour, so yeah, yeah. the guy's got to be feeling pretty good about himself. And well, I well, think like, they've got as good. They've got a strong team too. So yeah, and both it, both of them have strong teams. I think that's the. I would I would say it's between the two of them, but that's you know
2: you know his time trial was in- interesting because at the at the uh, the midway time check he was way down thirty seconds or so down on on Roglic, but uh, he he made up a whole lot of that over the second half, and of course the second half was the climbing yeah. half, so obviously he's climbing well. I think he had the fastest time uh, up that up the, the the
0: climbing part of that time trial, second fastest time, I believe. I believe it was Ciccone. Who, a uh, former Bardiani rider, who is now on Trek Segafredo, actually um, ha, now has the fastest time up that hill. And that leave, hill was. Leave it was... to you to know that, Matt, and I appreciate that. No, well, it. that actually was part of the cycling podcast. Okay,
2: uh, so you guys are basically stealing information from my yeah, podcast you know, that I hadn't trying listened trying to yet. Not to steal, trying to Just trying to gather facts. Here try to
1: yeah, trying to gather the information and share
0: it with our what, listeners. What? Uh, what
1: or, yeah. <laughs> Some of these are
0: original thoughts, though, guys. I don't think all this well, is from the podcast. Well, it was my original thought, and I was watching it with my dad, and we were both, um, both of us, for our original thoughts, were, okay, so the f- the first 6K are completely flat, pretty much, right? And then you take a sudden, sharp hairpin turn into a climb, and there were a lot of people that were going very, very close to the wall on that climb, into that, that hairpin climb, on their TT bikes, uh, very few people were making bike changes. And the, those that did, it, 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 a lot of the times it seemed to be very awkward because do you stop before you get to the climb? Do you stop actually on the turn on the climb? One guy actually dropped his chain on the climb and he was being followed by another rider who nearly hit, who nearly ran into the back of him. Um, there was a lot of like craziness on that hairpin. And that road surface was worse than my street. On that, You went around that corner bad. and it was really bad. It was like... Okay, you guys have known you are going to have this course for quite some time. You couldn't just fix this one section yeah. of the road, which is going to be absolutely—you know—it's it's part of the challenge. Yeah, part of the challenge. But a very the cool, the with that whole like colonnaded—I um, uh, don't know what you call that in uh, architecturally. That went all the way up the top of the climb. It's like a pilgrimage up to this chapel. Yeah, was spectacular, wasn't it? Yeah, and the
2: crowds were great. You know, it was like the it was like the top of a mountain finish in a in in a you know in a grand tour with all the 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 people that were out. I thought it was a great that was a great stage. It was certainly, you know, generally speaking, time trial stages for me as a fan. You know, not the best. I mean, you know, you're yep. sort of watching the clock and you're seeing riders individually as opposed to riders racing each other, you know, heads up on the course. So I don't usually like to watch the TT stages too much, but so far of the three stages of the Giro, this was certainly I think, oh. the, the most exciting. Absolutely. Uh, you know, because what we had in stages two and three was, you know, four and a half hours of Peloton. And 35 seconds of sprinting, you know, your more traditional kind of, uh, and, and not really great sort of like breaks and break catching or into well, that sort of stuff. I mean, uh, the, one I mean, guy in the break today, Today right? there was
0: one man in the break. Yeah. And that we, didn't,
2: that didn't go, that went about, as and he got well as you caught with like 70 K still to go. Right. So it's <laughs> a 220 gonna
1: kilometer together. stage. Um, yeah. well, let me just one last thought on the, the opening, uh, stage uh tt was that it puts the favorite in the pink jersey and then the you know mm. do, so are they defending it like you know are they going to try and hold it through the you know as long as it can you know because if you have a you know something different you have a sprinter who holds on for a while or a, a time trialist and then it sort of eventually yeah. sort of like bubbles up to the to a gc rider to grab it but so that's just interesting to see how they decide to play that out
0: it, um, it is interesting as well because it's a very backloaded Giro this year. It's more traditional, like a lot of kind of like not particularly challenging stages. I think the really hard stuff doesn't come till like stage 13. So there's going to be whoever's in that jersey is probably going to have to defend it for almost two weeks. Um, so that's, you know, that, that's, uh, that adds a, an extra level of effort on the part of uh, Team Jumbo-Visma, I think. But uh, we'll see.
2: Well, uh, we talked about stages two and three as being, being sprint stages. They were pretty good sprints. Mm. Um, again, if, if you like your, if you like your four and a half hours of, of uh, scenery and then 35 seconds of excitement, these were two good stages for you. Uh, stage one was uh, one stage by, two, excuse me, the first of the two sprints. because stages, the prologue wasn't a prologue. Yep. Was uh, was won by the uh, German champion, um, uh, Ackerman. Yeah. And uh, pretty damn good effort by him. Caleb Ewan had perfect. an amazing lead-out train for Lotto. They just dialed it up perfectly. Caleb Ewan's on my Giro fantasy team. I guess we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, I was feeling really good with about 300 meters to go. Ewan still had two guys in front of him. He was tucked third wheel mm-hmm. uh, with, with what appeared to be a perfect lead-out. And uh, Ackerman just absolutely uh, freelanced his way, and just literal, just I mean, just flat out outrode Caleb Ewan. Maybe yeah. Ewan went a little bit too early. There's some, you know, d- discussion about about that. But man, great, uh, great and ride by.
0: A lot by of Ackerman. pressure on Ackerman because you know last year Sam Bennett had a sensational Giro, and they decided not to bring Bennett to the Giro. A lot of acrimony, I believe, on on Bennett's part. About that. I guess he
2: made that bet pay off, huh?
0: Well, I mean, it was, you know, talk about delivering on, you know, the first opportunity. I mean, yeah. Ackerman really did, didn't he? That was a lot of pressure on, on him. And So, two wins for Bora that day. Yeah. Yeah. Sagan winning in California. And it was almost two wins for De Koenig Quickstep today. Uh, but, no, that's right. Yeah. So, I didn't watch the sprint today, but I heard there was some relegation. Um, yeah, Matt, how did that go down? Uh, so, I mean, in the sprint, uh, Viviani seemed to time it really well. And, uh, but he really came across his line and it was Moschetti, who I'm not really familiar with. I think it was on, uh, on Trek He really, I mean, he impeded him. Definitely. The guy had to like basically sit up. I mean, he came very diagonally across the line, um, Gaviria ended up being given the win. Uh, finished
2: second until finished
0: second, and the, yeah, so the they uh, they spent relegated. about twenty odd minutes or something deliberating over, over whether they were going to. They didn't. I mean, they really um, they relegated him. They fined him like five hundred euros. And uh, where where did they where did they relegate him to? I, I'm guessing like back of the pack because I'm know. looking at the
1: stage result, and I and, and I mean he still
0: gets to ride tomorrow, as far as I know.
1: So he just gets
2: the pack time. I think he gets packed
1: time, In, yeah. End of
0: the pack time. Yeah. Because
1: they have up to forty
0: riders here who all well, it was a big, have pack time. It was uh, a big
2: bunch. Yeah, there was I think the whole bunch was together. If
0: but there know. was a big crash with um like five K to go or something, and team Ineos were kind of the big losers on the day, went down. Uh Tao Gagan Hart, who was sitting uh, pretty high had a he had a fantastic TT. And uh, on my team, fantasy team, and I believe he's, he's on, on yours too. All yeah. three of us. Yeah, and, all, uh, and now he's two minutes back. Did we all listen to the
1: Mitch Docker podcast and
2: decided mm-hmm. to go all in on Tail? No, he just had a great tour of California last year. Oh, um, well, which well, obviously is uh, you know it's a little bit of a demotion for him to be sent to the Giro <laughs> this year. Yeah, I guess obviously. But I thought to myself, uh, great, great ride. He's also had a couple big results this year so His far. His right? first
0: two professional wins at the Tour of the Alps. Yeah. So Good. I actually picked both him and uh and Sivakov, yeah, who me too. who won the Tour of the Alps. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they would they were cheap. Fun fact that I learned from the Mitch Docker podcast with Tao
1: Gegenhart is that apparently Will Clark can do a thousand watts for a minute.
0: For a whole minute. Yeah. That's a that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah.
1: No, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think me—I mean, don't know—I don't even want to—I don't even want to say how long I think I can do a thousand watts because I'm not very strong. But yeah, that—that's just yeah, a thousand
2: watts for a minute. Yeah, It's kind of. I've—I've said on this podcast Actually, before. You know I'm what? on record saying I've never even hit a thousand watts. Literally, not, it's not on my power chart.
0: I—I I know that my best ever minute um, as a. Uh, Tom Gibbons of the a uh, uh, friend of the podcast will be able to tell you was uh, six hundred and fifty watts, and I was pretty pleased with that. Wow, and that's that hurt like hell. hell. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's why you're getting a new hip.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: you broke it, <laughs> a bionic one. Yeah. Uh,
2: so yeah, I mean, we, we, we've hinted at Velo games so far early in the Giro. Um. And and uh, you know many many things will happen. Uh, yeah, I like uh, I, I like my team.
0: Well, you're sitting uh, first overall in our fantasy league right yeah, now. first Tennessee.
2: overall after a couple sprint stages and a and a TT. Not not really saying much, but uh has gotten me some points. Mm, me too. Uh, and uh, Caleb Ewan, and and then I've got uh, Tommy D. Tom Dumoulin, who I think is uh, I think he's. You know, I like where Dumoulin is right now. He's gonna, I think, he's, he's a little bit of a sleeper mm. in this race. A little slow burn. Well, there's slow two burn. more time
0: trials yeah. coming up. Um, the first one to San Marino is gonna be. It's gonna be another backloaded uphill to San Marino time trial, and uh, the last one is gonna be, I think, the final stage. And there is a hill in the middle of it, but it shouldn't be as challenging.
2: Well, guys, we've talked about Viviani getting relegated today. Mm. We talked about Teo uh losing some time. That's a great segue into our Trash or Panache segment where we wanted to talk about Viviani's Tricolore mm. uh, Italian National Champs kit and uh, Gaginhart's Team Enios, uh, their, their new kit. So let's get into that if we can.
0: Cue the music. Turn to
2: trash. We tried to match
3: of the guru so my outfit's tight when it comes to i can't beat
1: so let's lead off with the enios
3: Trash. Well, <laughs>
1: Well, so, okay, I mean, do we discuss that there was a transitional kit?
0: There was you a, would, yeah. What I, The whole thing was a mess, wasn't it? Everything's think, a mess. I think it's all a mess, yeah. Um,
1: it's, but really, the the kit is no different than no. the Sky kit. So you're Except tra- what the logo's you, worse. Yeah, so you're trashing the lo-
0: logo? Oh, I mean, you, you can't not trash the logo. Okay,
2: guys, yeah, the logo is bad. All right, I mean, Bodhi, that was the first thing I think that that you said about it when the when the when the intermediate yeah. kit came out or the the, the the between kit came out. I was like, what's up with that? What's up with that font? I was like, what, dude, which that's font? Their, that's which their font? logo. But wait, wait, which font? Yeah, there's like three. There's like, yeah,
0: it's, three or four. It's such a mess. It's like, how can you be a multi-billion-dollar company and have such bad graphic design? Yeah, I, don't I mean, understand. like, if you're gonna rape the earth, at least at least have a good <laughs> logo. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't like the logo. They just uh, don't care. Maybe they're just all. like it's like I just don't I'm not going to spend money on that. Yeah. I don't no, need that's, to. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That being said, yeah. I like the kit on its own. I like, you know, So the, the thing that changes is the color. Right. You, so you like Sky, the blood Sky, red. Uh, yeah, Sky sold me <laughs> Sky sold me on the on that that I'm going to call it the deep fade cuz it's a very deep fade right it's it's a it's a subtle fade it's not mm-hmm. it's not that it's not that new fade that's so you know classic where you go with from this like bright color and then you fade down to black at the bottom that that has this weird transition into It's the a mix. shoulder
0: fade not a belly fade. It's a shoulder fade. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go.
2: It's a deep shoulder fade. And yes, I like I like 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 the deep maroon. I think it's distinctive. Um I do think it's pretty funny. Somebody posted the meme that it yeah. looks like a that it looks like a blood bag uh dripping down into Yeah. Uh, but uh which is which is clever and uh, extremely funny and and apt also, all of that. But um but I like I like the color. I like the I like the way the kit looks. Uh
0: I I just think it's lazy. I just think they needed to do something totally different for a new They've got a new sponsor. It, the, it, everything should be changed. They should have changed everything. They're not disrupting at all in any way. I think it's just like okay, let's just use the same template we had, and we'll just change the blue to red, and and hue shift. Uh, yeah, and yeah, exactly. And just uh, you know, cut and paste the the, the logo on there. I th- I, okay, I'll give you all of that. But if and, you just and did you see? But before but did you see the ja- the jackets and everything? They basically just ironed on the Ineos logo onto existing St- Team Sky gear. I mean, this or is for that like, transitional kit. This is the rich, but even like even at the Tour de Yorkshire, you know, they're there in the new uh, kits and everything. They've still got the old jackets and stuff, but they've hmm. just like they've basically just ironed on, and you could see like there's like a texture change between the jacket and the Ineos logo, and it's like, come on, you're the richest team in the world. You could wait a couple more years. Uh, not sorry a couple more weeks why didn't you just wait till the tour or wait till the zero so you've still got everything together it just seemed like it was rushed and a transitional kit come on that's just like that's just weak sauce to me just sorry give us more stuff to talk about yeah sorry
2: okay well i am gonna i'm still gonna i guess be the only one of the three of us that's gonna give it panache wow looking at it in the abstract I'm not saying, you know, I would have done it the same way transitioning from Sky to Enneos, but just in the abstract, I think the kit is pretty. I like that. I like that deep red color. All right. So there you have it. It's my okay. vote. All right. so uh, Viviani's Tricolore.
0: Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll defer to you guys on this.
2: Okay. I'll go first. Yeah. Um,
0: this is a special edition Tricolore for the Giro. Yep. Oh, and it's
2: only for the Jiro. I didn't. Realize I believe that. so. Yes. I am going to trash it, and I'll tell you why. Mm. As you probably expected, I was going to do. Um, I realize that um, that the that the flag has the the vertical the vertical colors. Yes. Okay. But when you do a tricolor jersey, you've got to take the the vertical colors from the from the flag and you gotta flip them and you gotta make them horizontal. I don't think a jersey, I don't think any clothing works well with those multi multicolor vertical stripes. I think the tricolor jersey needs to be horizontal. Middle, bottom, top. Uh, so I don't I just don't like the way they've oriented the the stripes first off. And I, I I can't remember what part of the which one of the decunick sponsors and they've been around with quick step for a while they have the big the big thing on the on little the, on the arms
0: isn't it little the uh the uh, german uh, supermarket
2: yes yep uh it's just to me that just doesn't it just doesn't read right on that on that jersey it's just too much going on it's too busy and and the the colors kind of clash mm. and and i and i and I don't like it
3: i mm.
0: I'll let you go first.
1: Well, I think that I think a question people people were asking is, is why are the sleeves white? Yes. Why aren't they the same colors as the stripes they're next to? Exactly. I think that would be probably make it look better. Um, it looks like a soccer jersey. Uh, I Really, don't know the bib thing. The bib highlight, the gripper band is is pretty terrible. Um, but. I it's kind of so ugly that I like it. So I'm panaching it. I mean I actually like that it looks like a total it's no kind Colgate. Of am- it's kinda of
2: amateur looking to me. It's, it's Colgate. Amateur. Is it looking. Colgate? Colgate toothpaste? That's what it looks like. No, Aquafresh.
1: Aquafresh? Oh, it's Aquafresh, yeah. yeah it's Aquafresh. Okay. The, the it's so ugly toothpaste.
0: that I like it. Okay. Alright. It's not it's not ugly enough for me to like it and it's not uh, there but you're right. They're, if they'd have done if the sleeve had been green on one side, and the sleeve had been red on the other side, and that, it might, actually, that might have changed my mind. Too. It would have had some unity to it, yeah. Like that, but they messed that up. And then the problem is they're putting the sponsor logos against the whole green, white, and red. Mm. It makes that makes it a mess too. That is one of the reasons why the the horizontal stripe exactly. works better, right? If if this had been an FDJ kit done like that. It wouldn't have any sponsor logos on yeah, it at all, okay. and it would have been totally panache. I can yeah. see that. I yeah. would have, I would have gone with that. I think. Oh yeah,
2: this without any logos on it
0: would have been would sweet, be fine. Especially
2: yeah. again, like you say, if the sleeves had been the color of the of the outside
0: stripe. Yeah, yeah. But as is, no, just doesn't work. Looking yeah, pretty baller. Doesn't work for me. All right, I got last one, one last one for you guys. Um, and we talked about it at the beginning of the pod, the new uh, cyclocross supergroup. And look there they are in a nice. There's uh, Lawrence Week and uh, and Michael Van Turn out together in their new kit. Yeah, It's totally average.
2: Totally average.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not like blown away.
2: It's yeah.
1: it's it's nothing. I and I liked the blue of the Marlux Bingo. So did I. Mm.
2: They should have they should have stuck with that color and then gone with the design of the the Palace Salzen uh, kit.
0: Well, I think the problem was is that n- they're no longer Marlux and, and that and was probably their, their color. color. Mm. Um, but okay. whereas Powell's is red and so is Bingo. And uh, and then they've got this yellow and blue thing on the side there. It's all getting a bit uh, Italian Pro Conti. There's a lot of... Uh, sure There's a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of small sponsors going on on that kit. So, uh,
1: Although I kind of feel like Cyclocross team kits have kind of looked like that for as long as I've been around. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm I'm thoroughly unimpressed. So I guess on
0: this, on this, there has to be a trash then. Yeah, Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trash it. It's just the only thing that would panache this kit is if they do a white bibs version (laughs) to go with it. You know the one thing that's good about this kit, though. I have
2: to say, everybody that's wearing it is gonna want to win the world championship, so they don't have to wear that (laughs) kit next (laughs) year. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. None, none of them will. No, no. unfortunately yeah. not. Yeah. No. Yeah. Guys, where do we go from here?
1: Well, let's talk about a little bit of uh, American stuff. Mm. Let's come back. Come back to the statesides. We just wanted to give a shout-out to our friends of the pod, uh, Automatic Racing. Um, Yeah. We we spoke with Tom Gibbons uh, two weeks ago after the first half of Speed Week. And after uh, three more races, he uh, ended up finishing second overall in the men's overall Speed Week. So congratulations, Thomas. Yeah. Uh, cheers Thomas yeah a bunch of sort of consistent results um I don't know how how many pints more of bad blood there was uh, throughout the rest (laughs) of the week hopefully it wasn't too bad I saw that uh, Texas Roadhouse was it was Holloway who ended up winning overall great
2: battle with, with, with Gibbons throughout yeah um Really, i tell you, I mean, Bodie, this is not to, not to rub it in and make you feel bad about the fact that you have a day job and you've got to stick around here and earn a living and, and do all that sort of stuff. But, man, what an opportunity to do a little uh, mini documentary about uh, Speed Week. Wow. This, this would have been it if you could have yeah. been there following yeah. following Tom for this, yeah. this rivalry, no. that, mm. that inside pass in Spartanburg. I mean, it was just drama, drama, drama. Would have been great. Uh, so, would.
1: if anybody wants to, you know, fund some more films yeah. about automatic racing, I'd love to <laughs> yeah. uh, make it happen.
2: There will be I other the opportunities. Chops. There will be yeah. other opportunities.
1: Yeah, I'm here for it, man. I'm all here for it. Yeah. But,
2: but that was a that was a great battle to watch, mm-hmm. and it was super cool to sort of. We had a little Facebook thread going with with Tom and, and Lauren some yep. convo, and some and some race debriefs Getting a little inside, after the race. Yeah, and the uh, debriefs are nice. Yeah, so, and thanks for doing that, Thomas. For like, you know, filling us in and and. Uh, Chatting with us about the about the thing and, and good luck in Winston Salem, which is this weekend coming up, right? Is that this weekend? I don't know when. Are is we already up to
1: Winston Salem? Let's let's pull up the old. Is it that uh,
0: soon? I didn't realize. Do 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 do. Well, while you guys are looking at that, the one thing I noticed was that you know, um, one next I, no two weekends. It's two weekends. Memorial Day weekend. Sorry, okay, that sounds right. Yep. One okay. thing I noticed about the the kind of battle between um, Thomas Gibbons and Daniel Holloway was that. uh Thomas was consistently out sprinting Daniel when they were, when they were together, but, um, but Holloway was making sure he got in those breaks and that's how he managed to, uh, to get those points. He yeah. Was, and, and Holloway had a strong team. I mean, he's he got has a strong team too. Yeah. Two other guys who, I mean, their
1: team won the overall competition. I mean, you know, Gibbons can only do so much and, yeah. and you know, the, the, the guys on his team, you know, I think brick danger blades are a full-time job and you know just like yeah so yeah if tom had a little help oof. i mean and i hey got tom i'm out there trying a this last weekend i tried to put in some t- <laughs> i was i was in a p123 race i didn't belong there um sunday i put in some tacks try to like build some fitness I mean, let me just go for some crazy attacks that don't make any sense and i thought maybe it'd stick but no didn't stick um, anyway, so...
2: Well, maybe that's a good segue into, uh, into this weekend racing here in, in, in Lambro. We done with, uh, we done with USA Crits, we move on to... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, job. just
0: to briefly say, though, uh, Tom is still leading the USA Crits series, which is, that's the big one, that's the big money thing, and that's his big goal for this year is to, is to win that. He's still leading that, so, um... You know, we'll we'll be following up with that and uh, and keeping up with uh with him and Lauren and, and seeing how the rest and of the, the automatic racing, yeah. Yeah. Well speaking of
1: USA crits and the fast racers in those fields, uh Emil Abraham, who we see at a lot of those races, put on the Mobile Cycling Classic in Mobile, Alabama this yeah. last weekend. A two day event, uh a crit on Saturday evening, and then a—they were calling it a circuit race on Sunday, but it was—it was a crit in in, in distance. Um, if you want to be technical about it, at the because university it
2: was a timed. It was a timed.
1: Timed, and event. it was the laps were a mile and a half. Yeah, uh, at the University of South Alabama, really fun course by the way, though. So if they do this event next year. It, it's a lot of fun um, yeah hopefully
2: I, they don't do it on mother's day sunday again that was tough for me i needed to be back yeah I, no yeah. The,
1: the numbers are definitely lower um i think they are, wanted to do a different weekend the weather kind of played a little havoc uh to the schedule they shortened both days and combined a few fields
2: uh to yeah which left you racing with the pros <laughs> or whatever pros showed up in the p123 yeah race. i think
1: i don't think there's actually any any actual pros there no one had a Pro on their usa license but um very high level of competition there um yeah they had a 2-3 race they got rid of and just did a 1-2-3 p1-2-3 um but yeah i mean how, how did your race go on saturday Townsend? it was good
2: i had a great time um it's first time that i've raced fun with venue uh, yeah super fun venue uh, uh i think there were eight corners it was like uh it, was, mm. it wasn't your typical boxed crit it was Basically, kind of a figure eight kind of box. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Basically, two boxes side by side, and um, two boxes kitty corner. Two boxes kitty corner. There you go. Big box, little box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, same, roughly the same size box.
1: (laughs) All sorts of boxes.
2: Yeah, (laughs) but a downtown
1: mobile, kind of like a little entertainment district. There were some bars, a lot of restaurants. Like it's a, it's a perfect spot where you've
2: got the the Saturday afternoon
0: evening. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it was great. Yeah, Uh, it, it, it. The weather looked like it was going to be awful. It was kind of that same sort of Sunny King experience that we had where, you know, it just looked terrible as you were going to the race. I got rained on as I was driving over there and, um, you know, pulled up and course was dry. Not a drop of rain fell. It looked like it was going to rain all day long, but but never did. A lot of fun. Uh, First time I've raced with the timing chip. It was kind of interesting. It was oh, very, really? Very, very pro setup. Yeah, uh, they had the top line sports crew that was there. Top view. Top view. Sorry, top view sports uh, crew that was there, uh, timing and scoring the race. Um, great experience. Uh, didn't have a great race myself. Uh, just lacked a, lacked enough power to to hang with the front group. Ended up finishing thirteenth out of twenty two. I think we're in that race. Um, but I felt really good. Uh, with my cornering, I feel like I'm really learning how to yeah. drive a bike, which is an That's important good. part of racing crits.
1: Yeah, it's it was it, it, the the streets are narrow. These this course like I, it was fun, but these weren't wide like two you know four lane. Not at these all. These are like pre- some of them are pretty uh, narrow. Some had a little work in the corners. Um, bumpy, pretty bumpy. Bumpy. There was some definitely some smooth section, but it wasn't uh, all glass uh, surfaces. Um, but yeah, I, I also was feeling, I had this interesting epiphany at one point, uh, about eight minutes in, right before I got dropped uh, into an hour race, um, that at some point I was just concentrating so much on trying to hold the wheel in front of me that I wasn't thinking at all about turning. Mm. Like, it just kind of was like, just was what, I was, I was it was like a muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. So the, like, I kind of like figured it out. I mean... Granted, I say that like I figured it out. I'm not a pro. I'm not like super great, but it, I just wasn't worrying about the turns. I was just what I was worrying about was staying on a wheel, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, I can kind, I can kind of do this." And then, that was that was a fun thing. That was sort of felt like a little like a uh, achievement to be made. I mean, you know, I didn't have any result to speak of, but I think that you know, if you learn something, and then that's always kind of makes the experience fun. And sure, I thought I learned something. um Something you can add to your something I can build on. Yeah, yeah, just i guess i need you know someone wants to give me about 60 more watts for my ftp i'd appreciate that
2: yeah that might help yeah, i'm looking for that uh, it's a bit of an early christmas present but you know the <laughs> thing i've discovered about like I don't, I'm, it, not, I'm not asking a lot yeah. i'm not
0: i'm not asking for a gift of watts i'm asking to trade I will trade uh, kilos for watts. I'll yeah, do, that's I'll do right. that. I
2: can do that. Yeah. the uh, The that. problem Let's with see. that, of course, is that you've got to earn it, right? Willing to trade. I've tried. So anybody
0: else Anybody out there that wants some kilos? Uh, I got I will. I will take your watts. Yeah, that's yeah. good.
2: Well, look, I don't want to get into a whole bunch of results, um, but but we did have uh, some some good, great results for our team. Yeah. I want to give a special shout out. To Chip Parker, who mm. won the Masters fifty plus race, awesome uh, on Saturday, and I think finished second, second on in, Sunday. On Sunday, um, I wrote Chip a message on Facebook, and I won't get into the exact uh, exactly what I told him, but I, I will say this: it was really really fun to watch him. He was riding hard. Yeah. Um, he was he was racing in the Masters race with the aforementioned Emil Abraham, who's a who's a, a forty plus guy. They had combined those two fields. Emil is Chip's coach, I believe, or at least yeah. was his coach. Yep, I think so. Uh, and uh, Chip was, I mean, just was glued to his wheel and just refused refused to get dropped in that race and really fought hard. And it was a real pleasure watching him and, and rooting for him. That's kind of his home race. He's uh, from Mobile and, again, trains with the, uh, the the promoter of the race. So kudos, Chip, uh, for a fantastic victory on Saturday and, and a strong second place on Sunday. Well, yeah. I was just
1: thinking that um, Chip lined up in the 1-2-3 race uh, both days after racing the Masters and essentially being a race promoter. And the only time... I beat him was on Sunday was when we had both got dropped and then I was able to finally beat him. You know, So it takes Chip racing three other times, <laughs> yeah. waking up at 6 a.m. to move barriers and barricades yeah. for me to, to catch up with him on, on the, like, the last on. two laps and yeah. be like, all right, come on, Chip, let's not get lapped. And then uh, he's like, I'll let you take the sprint. And I'm like, no, I just don't want to get lapped. I'm not worried about that. Let's just,
2: and uh, so that was funny. So yeah, great job, guys. So this weekend, we have uh, some racing going on here in New Orleans. We've got the Federal City Criterium mm. yes. on Saturday, which we're pretty excited about.
1: Yeah, so like, I mean, look, Towns, let's just briefly run down. Are you a newish racer who's interested
2: in bike racing? I am not, but there are many people who are. Guess
1: what? We have a clinic.
2: Yes. Taught mm.
1: by the Dustin Drews of 4D Coaching, Racing, uh, Two lane cycling. Two lane cycling, USAC certified coach. Yep. He's gonna be leading the clinic.
2: And then that gets you free entry into the first timers race. Right. So if you've listened to this podcast and you've thought to yourself, I want to be like those guys and be a somewhat moderately okay yeah. bike racer, yeah. um, this sounds fun. Hmm. Come on out. This is your chance to uh this is your chance to do like we do. Yeah. and uh occasionally not suck at bike racing yeah
0: so if you've ever dreamt of mediocrity this yeah. is your opportunity right. right
1: so are, are you are you uh kind of a you know fixie goon riding your track be- track bike through the streets mm-hmm. liking to go fast you know wishing there was more alley cats and mm-hmm. you want to race people wait Guess wait, wait, what? wait
2: wait don't tell me there's a fixed gear crit there's a fixed <laughs> gear crit as well oh my god this is too good i know yeah what about if you're what if you're a woman that wants to race well, if you're a woman in one's race, we have a woman's race. We have. But but what if I'm a woman that doesn't like the fact that a lot of race promoters jam the women's race in with, like, a Cat 5 men's race or a bunch of juniors or something like that, Bodie? <laughs> well, luckily, we have an all-women's field. Well, that's great. Hmm. Also, we,
1: we, we because of time constraints, we are combining the women's 4-5 and the women's 1-2-3 together. Or actually, it's women's open. Uh, they're going to race together at one time, but we are going to score them separately. That's right. So if you're a women's cat five, you will be in the same race with the one, two, threes, but you'll be scored separately. So keep racing, um, keep at it, and uh, don't don't drop out. Well, now let me ask you
2: this, Bodie. I have a friend. Yeah. Who uh, well, I've got two friends actually. Uh, one is a uh, bike wait, commuter. Wait, wait, is that us? No. no? Well, you two different. No. Oh. I've got two other friends. Oh. Uh, bike commuter rides rides his bike to to work every mm. day. Um, he's been interested in bike racing, but he doesn't have a road bike. He just wants to come out and race oh. his commuter bike. Yeah, I mean, usually you can't do that, but what about at this race? Guess what? You can.
1: Misfit what? Crit. What? And let's say you don't even have a bike, but you want to just try a race. Blue Bikes mm. will be there
2: with a fleet of bikes for you to ride in the Misfit Crit. Wow, Misfit Crit. Now, next thing you're going to tell me is that Misfit even includes like uh, a couple that wants to come out and race on their tandem bike—that's not possible. Is tandems it? included. Oh
1: God! Ding, ding, ding! You wow. can bring
0: your tandem. Wait, wait, wait! Hang on. So, but is it limited to to having to have two wheels, or could you even just race it if you just had one wheel, for example? I heard we
1: might have some unicycles in the Misfit Crit. What? So Townsend, let's say let's say I actually am, you know, I'm a pretty experienced racer, um, but I got to work most of the Saturday mm. and I would li- like, I'm maybe a- you work at a bike shop. Yeah, I work at a bike shop. Gotcha. I'm a cat
2: four, but I've been around. I'm, I'm pretty fast. Uh, is there a race for me? Absolutely. You work, you get off at six o'clock. Yeah. Right. Mm. Most bike shops close at 6 o'clock. You want to race some fast guys. Let's say you want to even race like some Cat 1s, maybe some Cat 2s, maybe some Cat 3s. We've got a field where you can come out, if you're a Cat 1, 2, 3, or 4, and man race or a, a twilight crit, man or woman, open field, 7 o'clock I think is a race start time. Something like Plenty that. Plenty of time to get on your bike, mm. jump on the ferry, yeah. which will take you right to or blocks away from Fairly the start of this race. Fairly close.
1: Okay, let's say I want to come and I want to race, but I'll probably have to leave because I gotta go. You know, I gotta go home to eat after my ride. I gotta get my protein shake. I did to bring it. I mean, you there's mean, nothing
2: to eat around there, right? There's really not much to eat around Federal City, except for the fact that we've got a taco truck. Ding! Coming. <laughs> taco time! <laughs> 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 that's right Matt you were asking whether we were having taco time this week and sounds in fact, like we are we are having taco time awesome uh, okay so yeah, we've got taco cat not just any tacos Ooh, those are pretty Guys, good tacos taco cat is an awesome taco truck okay let's say which is uh, taco cat is
0: also a palindrome it is yeah
2: so let's say
1: that I want to come to the race but uh, my partner is working and I've got the kids like can I bring them to the race will they have fun like is
2: there anything for them to do there Well, do your kids like donuts? Yes. Okay. Do your kids like snowballs? Uh, Most definitely. Yeah, all kids like snowballs. Uh, Do you like the idea of not paying for a snowball for your kid? Yes, I very much like that. I'm a cheap father. We've got free snowballs for kids at this race. (laughs) What? And we've got a kid's race. And a kid's race. Oh, my gosh.
0: So, wait. Townsend, okay. Like, there's a lot. I heard a lot about bike racing. I heard a lot about uh, there's going to be snowballs. There's going to be tacos. There's going to be all kinds of amazing things. Is there anything else that might entertain the crowds uh, while they're there at this crit?
2: Well, I guess that depends on what your definition of entertainment is. Uh, But (laughs) suffice to say, suffice to say that there will be music at this uh, criteria. Okay. Okay. Uh, Matt, if I haven't already asked you, Mm. uh, I'm asking you now. uh, Do you think you'd be willing to come DJ this event?
0: I, I mean. Because it's you, Townsend. Of course. I mean, obviously, I have many engagements uh, <laughs> that, that people want me to do. Got uh, a few
1: quinceañeras. Yeah.
0: So, you know, you know, weddings, bar mitzvahs, funerals. But yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I'll, but in all seriousness, I'll, 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 we, we I'll have, cancel those. We have not just
2: not just uh, DJ Sertorio, who we That's all right. know and love. Uh, we've got a, a new entry into the into the realm of of uh, race DJs. I don't know if he's got an official DJ name. I was calling him the Analog Kid because I know he spins he spins vinyl and he's he's probably got
0: he's retro man.
2: He's super retro. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Stadler from Sugar Rush Cycling is going to be out uh, spinning the vinyl. That's to right. Give you a chance to go eat some snowballs and eat some donuts and eat some tacos and.
0: I'm yeah. wondering if I might have a chance to enter the Misfit Race. Yeah. Uh, so All that's right. A, that's I like a possibility. That. Yeah. I don't know. I might be able to wheel something out there. I I bet you could. Yeah.
2: In your plethora of bikes. (laughs) So yeah, we've got music, we've got food, we've got lots of bike racing categories. Uh, We'll hopefully have good weather and and lots of good times. And uh, this is all in support of Best Friends Forever, which is a uh, local cancer charity. Uh, that race uh, that we're talking about is Saturday. The mm. clinic starts at 2 p.m., and the racing runs through about 8.30 p.m. that evening. And then on Sunday is the Beth's Friends Fondo, which starts at Urban South Yep. at 9
0: a.m.? Uh, I Sounds think. about right. That's a really fun event. Uh, we did it last year. Goes it's goes across awesome. the, the Mississippi River Bridge. Yeah, which uh, is really cool. You get to ride across the bridge to the West Bank. And this, uh, is
1: the, this is the, probably the only other event besides there might be one uh, run
2: or something that the goes. Wha- Bridgeman Duathlon. Bridgeman Duathlon, across. which I
0: don't know if they've done in the last couple of years or not. But this is, this is you want to do this one. This yeah, so if you want
1: to ride your bike over the
0: Crescent City Connection. Yeah. This is the ride, police escort. Um, but wait, there's more. You also get to ride over the Alps to West Bank as well. So, I mean, you get two big mountains
2: <laughs> in one,
0: uh, twice, right? You get to do them both twice. That's so. right.
2: And there's a big party at Urban South afterwards with lots of beer.
0: Yeah. So um, why wouldn't you?
2: So it's a good
1: weekend of racing and bikes and... Uh, Friends and music and snowballs uh,
0: and tacos
2: and tacos. Yeah. Uh, real quick, it, uh, two weeks from now, Memorial Day weekend up in Tupelo, Mississippi, the Lambro Criterion Championships. That's right in Tupelo. So pay attention for that. We'll talk about that a bit more on next week's episode as well, I suppose.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well. Well, I think that's it. I think we've I think we've accomplished this episode. We've uh, we've brought it back together. We're in summer season of racing. In the midst of the two greatest grand tours of all,
2: Townsend, any parting thoughts? Yes, indeed. This is the T-Bone. Peter Sagan not only goes on to win the Tour of California, but he then transfers to the Giro d'Italia and somehow (laughs) manages to win
0: the Giro as well. Wow. Okay. I was with you there for a bit. Well, this is uh, Sacherio signing off, and we didn't mention it earlier. I'm I'm just going to give you guys a fun fact that uh, even though it was a very short time trial at the beginning of the Giro, it was not a prologue. And if it had been a prologue, apparently you could crash out of a prologue but still get to start the next day. That is the difference.
1: Yeah, and speaking of that, there was actually a gentleman uh, who was time cut from the stage one Prologue. Wow. A certain uh, Japanese writer on the Nippo Fantini team. Obviously, not the one that was out in the break today. No, he was four minutes back. Ouch. um This is the Bodhi Bodhi saying once again, if you have any questions, comments, and concerns, please send them to yeyuride at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and
2: review on iTunes. And I will see you next week. And speaking of ratings and reviews, thanks to Cruz Mon for the shout-out at the Mobile Cycling Classic.